Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. This podcast is brought to you by Vish, a complete color management system designed by colorists for colorists, helping salons to eliminate waste, ensure consistent color and pricing, track inventory, and maximize profit. To learn more about Vish, simply text in all capitals, get Vish with no space, G-E-T-V-I-S-H, to the number 44222 for more information. Hello, and welcome back to Ask the Color Expert. Today, I wanted to talk about proper consultation, especially with corrective color. So yesterday, I came across a post on one of the hair color forums that was very upsetting to me. I was reading through, you know, people write in for advice, what should I do? And someone reached out to their fellow professional hairdressers and was asking how to properly word things to ask a client for a very large balance on a corrective color service. So let me give you some backstory of the post. So she posted that a really good client of hers had referred another client to her. This good client of hers, a husband, bought a gift certificate for someone to have their hair colored with this stylist. So a personal referral is a compliment. It's a wonderful thing to have clients sending you new business. So the gentleman purchased the gift certificate for $160, which As you know, most men really have no idea how much women spend on their hair color. Um, It's just something that they could not even imagine being very expensive. So I'm sure he felt very generous in providing $160 worth of service. The woman went to the salon. They had a consultation. She told the guest, who was not paying for the service, that it was going to be a long service, several hours, probably five to six hours that it was a corrective situation. The gentleman who purchased the gift card told the stylist, if it goes over the amount of the gift card, don't worry about it. I'll pay the difference. So you can imagine if you're listening to this, for me, if I were in that gentleman's shoes, I would expect to pay maybe a maximum of $200. You know, he probably thought, don't worry about it. If it's a little bit more, I've got this. So the stylist was writing saying that the service took six and a half hours and that her hourly rate is $100 and that the balance that this gentleman was owed to her was $610 on top of the already $160 that he paid. So I was instantly hijacked by the entire conversation because I had just come back from a trip where this happened to me with a rental car. I reserved the rental car. I agreed to the terms and conditions. And when I got to the rental car agency, the price was more than triple what I agreed to. 
So there was a language barrier. I really didn't have a leg to stand on because I needed the car and it was the only car that I could get. And long story short, I had to pay it, but I'm still bitter about it. It's, you know, like four days later and I'm still talking about it, right, with you right now. So had I been told that the price of the car was the price that I paid, I would have been perfectly fine with it. But when you enter into an agreement and you're told one price and then suddenly it's three times more, you can't help but feel taken advantage of. So I think the timing of me reading this post as well as the nature of the post, I was just a little taken aback and I thought this is a great topic for my podcast because I think this is starting to be a trend in salons all throughout the country. We're in this mode of finally, as hairstylists, trying to up-level our pricing and charge what we've been worth the entire time, but just haven't had the nerve to charge those prices. I think that new stylists out of school are coming out with so much more confidence and they're charging prices that, you know, industry veterans of 20 and 30 years haven't seen those numbers ever in their entire career. So, you know, $610 plus 160 is a lot, lot of money for a hair color service, especially when it's a gentleman that's paying for it and it's not his own wife. This was a gift, I'm assuming, maybe for his assistant in the office or a coworker, something where he was trying to make a nice gesture. I don't think in a million years he thought it was going to turn into an almost $800 gift. So... All of the answers that this person was receiving were from hairstylists that are tired of being taken advantage of. They were all fired up and chiming in saying, you deserve it. Don't you dare lower your price. You know, just say it. Just come right out and tell him how much it was. Almost as if he was the problem, that he was doing something wrong. And I just I just really was upset about it and thought that it could have been handled differently. So How so? How would it be handled differently? If I were in that position, I would first take the time to introduce myself to this new guest, thank her for coming, you know, thank the client of mine whose husband referred her, and I would excuse myself from this client when I knew that it was going to be, you know, four times more than what he agreed to pay. I would excuse myself, call the gentleman who bought the gift certificate and explain the situation. You know, just let's just say his name's Jim. Hi, Jim. Thank you so much for sending Lori in for color. I am so appreciative of the opportunity. Um, I'm sure that you didn't enter into this knowing how complicated her color service would be, but I just wanted to give you the heads up. I know that you said to charge you the balance, whatever it is, but I feel like it's such a big jump in price that I need to run it by you and see what your feeling is on me moving forward with the service. Explain to him that your hourly rate is $100. It was going to take you know, seven hours, so it would be $700, and you know that he already paid 160 this is how much the balance would be. I am pretty, I'm 99% sure that Jim would not have agreed to that amount. So just a simple phone call, just a simple time out before entering into this seven-hour process, which for me, I wouldn't have had those seven hours on the spot anyway, so I would have 
done, I probably would have handled it like this. I would have explained to the client that it's a lot more than what her gift certificate was for. I would tell her what it entails. I would put it in writing, which I'm a firm believer in written um, hair color corrective contracts. I use them all the time in my salon and it has done wonders for my business. You don't have any of these issues or any of these gray areas. So I would discuss it with her and I would say, you know, because this is such a complicated procedure, let's go ahead and do step one today and let's keep it within the terms of your original gift certificate so that Jim feels like he brought you here, he gave you a gift, he's being a nice guy, but this is step one. And then moving forward, you can either choose to continue or if he wants to buy you another gift certificate, that's completely up to him. But I don't want to assume that he's wanting to pay, you know, $700. That's how I would have handled it. So it turns out I just went back to the post today because I was curious for an update and her update was that he paid it, no problem, and that everything worked out great. So good for her that it worked out. But for me, it's a little bit of a bait and switch type feel that, you know, you enter into something expecting one thing and you end up with another. Another time this happened to me years and years ago, there was a really popular New York hairstylist that created this service where he was flat ironing a shine product into the hair. It was a very clever thing to do. It was basically a semi-permanent clear gloss that he then ran the flat iron over. So he was, you know, pushing it further into the cuticle and helping it to stay a little bit longer. So I was curious about this procedure. I wanted to have it done. I wanted to hopefully introduce it to my own business. And I traveled to New York, which is expensive in of itself. You know, I had to pay for all the tolls. I had to pay for parking. I had lunch. I went to a show. I had dinner. Of course, I didn't have to do all those things, but I made a day of it. I brought my daughter with me. So, you know, everything times two as far as the meals. And I went to the salon and the ad that he had in a magazine was saying that the process was $75. So I was happy to pay $75 for this innovative service and to kind of check out what it, what it was all about. So I went and I had it done and I got up to the front desk and they said, that'll be $220. And I said, I'm sorry, you know, I read that this was $75 and there was all this whispering back and forth and all these eye rolls and all this attitude. And then they were like, oh, you're right. It is 75 in the article or whatever. And it just left such a bad taste in my mouth about this person hit the nature of his business, you know, it was kind of like, we got all this press for the service. So now that it's popular, let's jack the price up three times more than what we originally charged for it. So it's just about integrity. It's about communication. And really the most important nugget from this entire conversation is just communication. Communication is key. If a client knows that that's what they're signing up for, they're happy to do it. So during your consultations, it's really important to be transparent about your pricing and also to give choices without judgment. You can say to a client, you know, the photograph that you showed me, we can absolutely get you there. It is going to take these steps. Step one is this much. Step two is this much. Step three. We can do that all today. Your total will be X, Y, Z, 250, 300, whatever it may be, but communicate that. If you see their body language change, if you start to see them shift in their chair, kind of wring their fingers or look really uncomfortable, you can then say, 
You do not have to go through with all three steps. We can get you almost to that picture by doing steps one and two, and we can save step three for another time. You can work your way towards it. We can make this a process of getting you there, but you're making it more friendly for their wallet and making them more comfortable, and they may be thrilled after step one. They may be thrilled after steps one and two and not even need three. So just giving those options and letting the client be the one who ultimately decides what they're comfortable spending. And again, I'm not promoting that you discount or give away services free. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is you cannot expect someone to come in with a gift certificate for $160 and leave with a balance of $610. That's just poor communication, poor customer service, just everything all around was just not, in my personal opinion, was not handled properly. So she may have won on this one, but I hope that that didn't set a precedent where she's going to continue with that behavior because she thinks, oh, wow, it worked out great. Now I'm going to be really brave and do this all the time. So just really be sure to communicate. Again, I highly recommend a written color consent form in my membership, Hair Color Secrets Insider membership. It's a monthly membership for passionate hairstylists who want to up-level their career and want to reach the six-figure level, especially in hair color skills. And part of the membership includes my professional forms, and one of them being a corrective color consultation form. So I'm very clear. I, I put the date on it, the person's name, my name, and I'm very clear about the before situation. I'll say, Jill is here today with existing, very dark, you know, level three hair color that has been applied multiple times over the years. She is looking to lighten the entire hair to a more believable light brown. This process takes many multiple steps and many conditioning treatments, and then I spell it out. Today, we will be providing step one. We will be using a uh, color remover to remove, you know, as much of the color as possible. It may need to be done multiple times. You know, only time will tell. There's a possibility of it being this amount of money if we have to do it two times or three times. You spell everything out with a price and then you date it and you have the client sign it. And you will never again have someone write you a bad check, refuse to pay, badmouth you all over Yelp or you know any of the social media places where they can leave reviews because you communicated it clearly to them and you gave them the option of saying, yes, I would like to proceed. No, thank you. It's out of my budget. How many times have you had a client, which I've had many, that they say they want what they want, and then when you're midway through the process, all of a sudden, they change their mind, and then they call you a few days later and say, I don't like it, I want to go back to what I had. Well, that's not considered a correction. But if you didn't put that in writing, that they were requesting this, and that this is what you were doing for them, it's really your word against theirs. So having that in writing, I cannot stress enough how much that changed my business as a colorist. I had no more arguments. I had no more stop payment. I had no more bounce checks. I didn't have to deal with any of that because they knew that they signed an actual agreement with me, with my signature and their signature. And even better, 
is taking photographs of the before because clients will say, you know, I came in with this color and she this and she that. We really can't prove what they came in with once we've altered their color. So take the time to take a before photo, which your phone will automatically date. Save it in a file, a folder, however you want to save it. And then take an after photo of that day as well as getting the written agreement. This is just something small that you can do to protect yourself that you don't have all the issues that you then feel the need to share on social media. <laughs> People are using these forums as a form of therapy. So you won't need to do that if you take the steps and make it just part of your routine. I save all of those color contracts. I have a big filing cabinet with every color contract I've ever had for seven years, just like my taxes. I know it sounds crazy and very formal, but that's the world that we live in. Everybody's looking to get something for free. Everybody's looking to sue somebody and be the victim. So just protect yourself. So I hope this helps. I hope you got a few little nuggets of wisdom. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast, and I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.